Hey, this is Dave Fryer. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. I am super nervous about this interview, so I'm just going to put that out there up front. Um, not even sure what to call this one, but I am being joined by Reagan Jenkins and Leanne Wynn, and we're going to talk about how to attract and keep people uh, of younger generation than me into your organization, what, what's valuable to them, um, how the organization can support them. And then in the third part of the interview, they're going to help coach me on um, maybe not doing some of the many stupid things I have done that have alienated people that were born after Gen X. So thank you both for being here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you in advance for your patience and your lessons. Um, So Leanne, let's start out with you. Would you mind giving a quick intro to your background, um, which we're going to go into in further depth as we walk through the interview, but maybe just a quick highlights? Yeah, definitely. Quick highlights for Leanne. Um, I would say I graduated from University of Florida. So um, go Gators. Shout out to the Gators there. Um, I had an industrial and systems engineering degree. And straight out of college, I went and uh, worked for PepsiCo down in Tampa. Um, And eventually I found my way into consulting. So that's kind of uh, the highlights of myself. Okay. So before we move on, what did you do for Pepsi? I was um, a production supervisor, um, actually on the night shift uh, for Pepsi. Okay. So that's okay. like in warehouses or manufacturing? Um, in manufacturing. Okay. Yep. Manufacturing. Right. So um, every time I look at, I, I can't look at Aquafina water bottles the same again. <laughs> um, that helps. All right. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Um, and Reagan, what about you? Yeah. Um, thanks, Dave. I So Reagan Jenkins, I graduated, like Leanne, with an industrial and systems engineering degree from Texas A&M University, Gigamags. Um, <laughs> from there, I, I was recruited out of college and I worked for Union Pacific Railroad for a few years. And then, again, kind of found my way into operations management consulting and, and kind of lived in the consulting life now. Right, so that's it. The railroad's an odd choice, I guess. I guess if you have an engineer, maybe there's probably lots of jokes you can make about that. But how did you end up at a railroad? You know, I in college, I didn't want to sit behind a desk, and I've, you know, I've grown up with lots of brothers, and it's kind of just fell in my lap. I want to do something All different. Right. Want to be something a little out of the norm. So that's cool. All right. So I think the fact that you both have engineering degrees, we've already established. You're smarter than me. You're both promoting your colleges. I went to Temple University. I'm just going to say I went there. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> what? I don't have any special like slogans like gigamags or whatever. Um, did I say it right? You did. You okay. did. I used to live in Honorary Texas, Aggie. So a little bit. Um, okay. And what is it that you both, when you got out of school, like, what, are, what are your long-term goals? Like, What do you want to do with your career? I mean, to be honest, Dave, I I don't think I really knew what I wanted to do, right? Okay. I think I enjoyed supply chain logistics um, within my degree, and I liked that a lot in school. And um, that probably helped with, you know, the decision to go work for Union Pacific. But um, I just found that I really just like working with people, and I like talking to people and solutioning and finding problems. So, I think that's how I found my way into consulting. And okay. I think that's the path I'm on. I'm on for at least the near future. All right. What about you, Leanne? Yeah. So I think I'm kind of similar to Reagan. I think 
this is something that I feel like we could speak for a lot of people um, our age or especially people coming out of colleges. A lot of times you like, I feel like a long time ago, you kind of knew exactly when you wanted in the path and how to get there. But I feel like nowadays um, it, you go out of college and you're kind of like, okay, now what? Like there's just so many things out there and um, so many options. And now you have this degree and it's just like, I don't really know like what my end goal looks like yet, but I do know. So like when I got out of college, I did know that um, kind of like Reagan, I, I like working with people a lot. Um, and like the type of brain I had, I was constantly like trying to find the best way to do something, trying to, um, look at processes and make it either faster, better, um, more simple. Right. So, um, that was just kind of something I, you know, I was drawn to. And so, um, I think at Pepsi, uh, something that I eventually wanted to do was being a process improvement engineer. And that was kind of the route I was going to take. Um, so yeah, just trying to look at things and seeing like, okay, I see the way you're doing it. How can I help you make it, you know, that process better or easier on you, right? So that's, okay. uh, yeah, so that's my I goal w- in life. I want to contrast it with the way it was when I got out. Like I knew what sure. I wanted to do or what yeah. what field I wanted to work in. And many, most of you, like you were, the, you were aimed at this particular field, like it was finance or it was, you know, whatever. Right. For me, it was a music business. And I was dead wrong. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> totally sure on my back. And it was a See, complete train wreck. But what's interesting yeah. in hearing you both talk about it is it's not like I'm chasing an industry. It's I'm chasing yeah. a type of activity. Like I want to solve problems. I want complex yeah. things to have to figure out. I want to use my Absolutely. brain. And that and, and it's not like this, I'm gonna go work in, you know, whatever kind of business. Yeah. You want to be of use. So maybe that's why consulting is such a great fit, because you get to do so many different kinds of things. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Um, I want to talk about what you do uh, at, at Leading Agile, but before you do that, I have one quick question. You both had internships when you got out of school, right? I went straight to working after. You just went straight into work. Okay. Yeah. The end, you you had internships, right? Didn't yes, you? sir. Now, mm-hmm. were they paid internships? They were paid internships. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that I think is a big difference right there too. For me, it was like you, you worked for free. And then if you were lucky, you got a job getting coffee for people at minimum wage. Um, and, and then you had to put in your dues. Um, but there's so many more opportunities now, right? Like it's, there's so many more opportunities for us and also, you know, certain roles are looking for specific talent, right? So you have to keep the good ones. And I think that's, and I think the expectations are different too. Like I did, I expected that that was going to be my lot for quite a while was mm. um, treated like a, a, an old sponge at whatever company I was at. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but that, but that has changed. And I think that for people, people from my generation, like that's a difference that we've had to acclimate to is that we can't expect to treat younger staff the way we were treated. Doesn't mm-hmm. work that way anymore. Um, what kind of work are you both doing at Leading Agile? So Leanne and I are both um, engagement analysts. Is our role that we play at Leading Agile? Okay. In the best way, I think we. I think Leanne's the one who kind of explained this to me before I came over to Leading Agile. Is we act sort of a the chief of staff for our account, mm-hmm. right? Um, okay. That's honestly the best way I could describe it. We get to be involved in all different aspects of the engagement as well as kind of be the backbone behind our entire team and 
ensuring that everything gets done. People are in the right places at the right time, saying the right things that they're supposed to be saying, whether I should have said that or not. But um, no, I think that's the best way I could probably describe it. Okay. So with respect to saying the right things, how do you know what the right thing is? Are you getting like counseling? Like, do you just know that what to say? Because I I have worked with a lot of people who came in and and tried to fulfill that role. And I think a lot of them thought they were saying the right thing, but not always. Yeah. So I think um, kind of how we learned how to say the right thing is one, just really um, being in sync with like leading agile way, right? Like how our methodology, things like that. But that's one piece of it. The other piece is that um, we're really closely tied with our, um, our TLs, our transformation lead or like the account lead. And, um, so a lot of times, you know, like we're, we're doing a lot of one-on-ones with our account lead. And so we know where they want us to go. Um, and so we're able to kind of uh, portray that and kind of act like them if they're ever not in a meeting with our entire team. So we kind of are like in the middle of that. Right. So we relay it to our internal team. And, um, from then on, you know, that's how we portray ourselves when we work with our client. Okay. So I appreciate you sharing that. Cause that to me is an important thing. Um, it's also a differentiator, I think with our organization that some companies yeah. have this, but a lot don't, when I was doing, um, transformation consulting, you would get hired and they would just throw you into a company and nobody would tell you anything about mm-hmm. the client or how the company worked or anything. <laughs> And, and what happened, people would come in and they would say things that were like totally at odds with whatever had been sold or what had been said the day before. Um, yeah. So the fact that you're getting that, that access, you're getting that support, um, that the trust is there, you know, for you to fill that, that role. And, and I would imagine in this chief of staff thing, you're getting exposed to a lot of different stuff as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That could prepare you for maybe specializing in a certain area later on if you choose to. Definitely. Yeah, Dave, actually something that's really funny is that Reagan and I, um, like our first kind of taste into consulting was for a company um, before leading agile and that's where we met. Um, and so, um, I made, you know, the jump to leading agile before Reagan, but kind of like why I sold to Reagan was Reagan, we didn't have this like type of experience. We weren't able to like work closely with those senior leaders or our account leads, um, as you know, at the other company right and so um something that i kind of told vegans like come over here the grass is greener over here we have, <laughs> okay you know like they actually want to use you and they're not going to use you to you know schedule a meeting things like that like they actually want to build you and teach you and um and you know put you up there so um definitely that was something that so yeah you you hit it right on on the head there Dave. Well, and that was going to be one of my questions coming up was how would you explain this or how would you pitch it to somebody else but I know. I mean, Reagan, what, what, what else did you hear that lured you away from the other? Right, I think, yeah, I think, well, one, Leanne and I had developed uh, a great working relationship at our prior company. And so I, and we kept in touch all through the pandemic and, and whatnot. And I think one, me being able to trust Leanne and I'm going to trust what she's going to say is true. I don't think she's just blown smoke, but I, Also, I mean, I'll say this, I didn't know a whole lot about leading agile, even when I decided to come to leading agile, I took the type of person Leanne is. And if leading agile recruits Leanne and we worked really well together and our personalities are very similar. And I think that if she's going to thrive there, then it looks like it's probably going to be a place that I'm going to thrive. 
I have been at companies in the past where I might not have known exactly what I was going to do when I got there, but I mm-hmm. went because of the people. And like, you, you know, everybody uh, chooses yes. jobs for different reasons. And for me, the thing that I've learned is like, money's never going to be the thing for me. Like I, there's nothing that's less fun to me than talking about salary. Like, I'll just say like, this is how much money my wife says we need. And then if you can hit that, we're good. if not, it's not even worth having a conversation. But for me, it's always what people am I going to be around? How am I going to learn from these people? Um, And what's it going to be like to be with these people? And the fact that, that you had that trusted relationship and that somebody was able to say like, no, it's good here. um, That that's a powerful thing. Definitely. I'm assuming you both had other options when you came here. It wasn't like this was the only gig that you could get because you both have pretty impressive backgrounds. Yeah, so I can talk on that one first. I was um, waiting for one of you to be like, yeah, I was working at a Wendy's. <laughs> so actually, this is the <laughs> <only one. laughs> um, So yeah, actually, I, um, for this, yeah, I, I've had other, I've been with other consulting firms um, before as well. Um, and one thing that made me, so like, at one point, I know, Dave, like you think we're really young, things like that. But like, to me, I feel like I'm old. Um, and consulting. I feel like, oh. So yeah, true. maybe yeah. that could be it. That could so be it. True. But at some point, I just felt like, what does Leanne really want? Like, I really, really care about, um, like my, like health and well being. And I feel like other, um, firms and just the other lifestyles that we've had, um, in different companies, um, they weren't respecting that, right? And so, um, yeah, that's something I like told myself. I was like, I'm at this point, I can't be doing things I thought I could do. Um, you know, for many years. And so, um, I put my feet on, I was like, what do I really care about? I really want to be happy and like really like the people I work with. Right. And I want them to be happy too. I don't want us to all be miserable and joke about being miserable together. Right. And so, um, <laughs> that was something like, again, I think we kind of just touched this before, but, um, kind of like what Reagan is saying, I think our generation, um, it, we do kind of like to go to areas where we like know it's safe and we, we have people that we like to work with. Right. Um, and so I got pulled on, um, to leading agile actually from Sarah Warman. So shout out to Sarah. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, I, (laughs) so actually how I like realized was I was a uh, classmate of Sarah's, but I, um, but she graduated before me and then we kind of lost touch. Right. Um, but now I'm going to bring back to my generation. I was scrolling through Instagram And I remember um, seeing that uh, Sarah was just like enjoying her life. Like she was in the mountains, but also able to work. Um, But then like after she was finished with work, she went and like explored and hiked, things like that. Um, And I, so in my head, I was like, I want that. Like, I don't feel like I have that. The companies I was um, working with before, um, you know, they, they always wanted you to work, like work, 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 always get this done. Um, And we traveled um, very extensively. So we would travel, I think it was Sunday night um, to Friday night. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was just really hard in the body. And, um, I reached out to Sarah and I told her, I said, Sarah, like be upfront with me. Like wh- what, you know, what does the company, what is it like to work for leading agile? Um, and then, so she gave me some insight on it and, um, and yeah, I asked her, you know, the people like, or I asked her like, what was your favorite part? Like, why do you like leading agile so much? And she told me the people, like, I didn't ask her for that. She told me that. And so okay. that was a huge, you know, I was like, okay, well, I, that, you know, got me drawn into that. Like, hey, what, like what kind of people is she working with? Right. Like, let me take a look into leading agile. And so that's where I started doing some more digging. Okay. Um, but yeah, 
Um, other options are definitely out there. Um, I wanted one that I thought would really respect, um, you know, my time, uh, my opinions, and then also um, just uh, it would make me happy to be there, right? So, okay, uh, Reagan, you want to you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think with a diverse background, and I think specifically like operations, what Leanne and I both share in common, there's a lot of different things you can go in and yeah. and do that, or explore, or dip your toe in, or whatnot. But also I think when I came to leaving agile, it was pandemic. It was like height pandemic. I really just honed in on, like Leon said, I kind of wanted to change my life and I kind of wanted to do something better for me and, um, anchored on, I'm a trust Leanne because I trust her. And she says that, you know, leading agile offers a great opportunity to work with super smart people who have really crazy different backgrounds come from all different yeah. industries. <laughs> and that's what's so, but that's, what's so neat about leaving agile also. And I was like, Oh, well that poses a unique aspect that I am not exposed to. And like I said earlier, coming from someone who didn't really know what they wanted to do out of college. Um, I was like, okay, well, worst case scenario, I join leading agile. I get to experience different industries in further my consulting expertise, but also get to talk to a lot of people from different backgrounds in different areas as well. And okay. maybe that'll help decide a little bit further and with where I want to go. What's interesting, really interesting to me in hearing you both talk about this is it's like you are choosing a job to be part of the equation of a, a healthy life. <laughs> stimulating mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like yeah. you can go and be, and that's just crazy talk. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to think of myself at like, you know, younger. You're showing, your, you're showing your age. I babe. know, but I, I, I have to own it. Like, I, I am very much old curmudgeon Gen X guy. And if you weren't miserable, like you were just not cutting it. I mean, that was the thing. Yeah. It was like a badge of honor. I worked, <laughs> I worked in a recording studio. I would go to work some, one time I went to work and I didn't get to leave for three days. And that was, and oh, I got no. six fifty yeah. an hour. And that yeah. was just like the job. And you were lucky. I mean, there would people be lining up for that job. But um, also Dave, but also like, what is this? And I'm kind of going to turn the tables and ask yeah. you a question because you sparked it in me. Good. What, what? What makes the need to feel like because you were miserable, I have to be miserable also? Like, why no, is that? I know that is, is that super dysfunctional. I, I can't defend it. I mean, <laughs> it's just I'm a latchkey kid that grew up, and that was like the thing that the way maybe it is the way that I was raised is, um, and it's it's you know, as much on my, my dad, my dad, and, and my mom both, um, we work hard. And, and mm -hmm. we always work hard and we all, nobody just works 40 hours. Like that just doesn't happen because right. what I saw from my parents, and I think this might be a slight difference too, is my dad loved the job that he did and he did it at night and yeah. he did it on the weekends and he did it all day and it brought him tons of joy. And for mm -hmm. me, like I, I work six, seven days a week. And because I love what I do and my hobbies, most of my mm -hmm. hobbies are related to my job. So where, where I think maybe a difference is you're choosing a gig that's part of an overall combination of a well-rounded, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. I think a lot of people in my generation have chosen a gig and they build their life around the gig. Mm. 
because it all, I mean, my wife is in the same, does the same stuff that I do. And that's how we met. We met at work and like, it's always been that way. And I don't ever feel like a drudgery thing because of the, the work that I do, I get so much pleasure from it. Yeah. Um, and if I was climbing a mountain, I bet you my brain would be going, well, I could be editing a podcast right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, Shout out the sound it, it, but, but it's a difference in, um, in value systems, I think a shift across generations, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't really know if there's much I could add to that. I think that's, I think that's so true. All right. Well, let's move on to part two. <laughs> good, good ending of part one. Part two, I wanted to, to ask you both. Um, and this is for anybody who's got, you know, younger people, especially in what we have now where there's like so many more jobs and there are people to fill them. Mm-hmm. What do yeah. you look for in an organization? What kind of support, nurturing, and caring do you need from the company you're working for? I started off at Pepsi, right? And um, uh, this huge organization, right? Lots of, uh, lots of things they can offer me, right? One thing I started to get frustrated um, working for a company, like a big company such as Pepsi, was that uh, when I did see opportunities where I can change and help my employees um, have a better lifestyle or um, make their job easier. Um, it was really hard for anyone to listen. Um, and I didn't even think it was because of position being um, newer to the job more junior in position um, was the issue. I think it's because the company was just so large. There were so many like impediments, so many things that um, I have to get checked off for anything to change. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and so that was something that was a big turnoff for me uh, working for a company such as um, Pepsi. And so that's why I kind of um, started to explore consulting more. Um, and because in my head, you know, I can, at Pepsi, I can give these, um, you know, new ideas and say, this is a better way. I, you know, approved it out. I can show you how this is easier and better, um, but just no changes will happen. But if you're, if I'm a consultant, someone's paying me to, give these new options. Right. Um, and so I was, I was thinking like, for sure, people will listen to me. And they'll more, listen right? to you. Yeah. If they're paying you. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> that was kind of what made me go to consulting. Um, but once I got into consulting, um, I still find it, um, hard sometimes right now, this, now this is actually because I am more junior, more new to the role. Um, there was a lot, you know, I had to learn more from my seniors and, um, sometimes my, my ideas aren't as, um, well heard or listened. Um, and that was something that I really looked for when I uh, was looking for a different company, right? And um, that's something I found um, that Leading Agile was really good at was that um, these senior leaders that I get to work with, um, they really do respect um, my opinions. And they sometimes ask me before I even go out and say these things that I think are true. They'll ask me, you know, um, they'll say, hey, Leanne, what do you think about this idea? Or okay. uh, they'll pause and say, you know, that yeah, give me your your opinions on this thing. And so that's something that I think is really important in a company is um, having leaders or having uh, people that you work with really value um, your input, things like that. So so there is there are times when your opinion is sought out, but mm-hmm. even when it's not sought out, you feel like it's it's safe for you to offer your own. Your opinion is going to be valued either way. Exactly, Dave. Yeah, I like the word you use, safe. Okay. Now, if you if you say something, because I I have worked with a lot of people, and this is all 
all over business, all over age groups, but there's people that really think they know what they're talking about. And then when they open their mouths, it's like, oh my God, this is going to take a half an hour to fix. Um, mm-hmm. When I, which happens to everybody, like I've done it a bunch too. I'm, I'm not yeah, saying that. So when you have those kind of moments, are you offered any support there to somebody like explain like, Hey, mate, this is why you might've said that differently. Yeah, I think definitely. Um, I also think that's just a part of us learning. I know that because Leanne and I are new and I'm not going to use that as an out, but we are learning and we're also new to consulting and we're, we're new-ish to consulting, but also new to this type of consulting that we do at Leading Agile. Um, it's nice to have you form those relationships early on with um, leaders who are mentoring you, who are advocating for you, but they're able to ask those hard questions aside, right? Or cut us off gracefully if we're sure. going down another a wrong path and set us aside to talk to and ask those kind of double click questions. Well, like, well, why do you, why do you think you said it that way? Like what's, what's, what was your intent behind how you said this? And then okay. I think effectively redirect us to, well, no, this is maybe you would think about it this way instead and take us down the a correct path. But I think also mainly the establishing the mentoring and, you know, relationships who can advocate for you to where, even though you may have said something wrong, it's not because you're stupid, but let's learn from it, mm-hmm. correct, correct our mistakes, and then go, get towards a, a better path for you. So what you just said really sparked a massive light bulb for me. And it's, so the end, you, may, you mentioned the thing about safety being an important word. Mm-hmm. Again, you talked about it's part of us learning. And that that was the, the I mean, like, so that's going to stick with me after this conversation, because whenever I've been in meetings where there's a, a younger person, um, the way I, I viewed the role, and I'm, this is probably a shameful thing, but was just please don't do any damage while we let you sit here while the grownups talk. Um, and, <laughs> and a lot of times they would, they would like chime in and we'd be like, just stop. Okay. Um, yeah. And that was like, when I was in that position, that was my job. My job was to sit there, keep, keep my mouth shut and don't do anything stupid and just mm-hmm. listen. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't learn. And, and the fact that you're afforded an opportunity um, and it's welcomed for you to, yeah. to acknowledge the fact that you're an intelligent person with valuable things to say is one thing to give you a space where you can roll them out and see what happens. I mean, that's right. great. That's I wish I'd had that. Yeah. Well, let's make it clear. Leading Agile is not putting us in positions to where they know we're going to screw <laughs> up, right? Like they're not putting me in front of the CEO and being like, all right, Reagan, let's yeah, you go do the whiteboard for, for Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's again, the, the state, the creating safety, right? They yeah. give us the opportunities to be able to. Um, but they give you like, a chance to, to learn exactly, and that's going to include exactly. occasionally stumbling. Correct. Exactly. Correct. Stumbling. And then also kind kind to have to dig yourself out of it a little bit and figure out, well, how do I do that when I do stumble? How can I get myself out of this situation or talk my way out of it? Not that I do that, but. <laughs> I think that's, that's important too. Like I had a guy that I worked with when he was just getting started and we were teaching a class together and I watched him several times trying to field things that I knew were beyond his depth. And he dug himself into a wicked hole and I just sat back and got to watch. I'm like, I can't wait to see what happens now because there's no way he's getting out of this. Um, 
but to, to be able to create a space where you have that opportunity, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, is there, is, are there things that you, you wish organizations it doesn't have to be leading agile, but things you think that they should know when, when interacting with people that are on the younger or earlier side in their careers, things that they should be doing that maybe they're, that are uncommon or they're not doing. I think understanding how, and maybe I don't like the word utilize, but that's the only word I can think of right now, how to utilize newer talent, junior talent, newer consultants, whatever. Um, But mentoring and leading them gracefully, right? And I think this kind of ties in a little bit with the conversation we just had, but how can senior leaders provide, like give us the opportunity to learn new things, right? And to dive into something new or a new avenue, opportunity, whatever it may be to help diversify our skills but also being able to surprise, to provide that backstop and support, right? I think sometimes maybe companies fall into the fact of throwing you out to water and you sink mm-hmm. or swim type of situation. Um, but also being able to do that, but giving us a life raft when we go out, you know, or give it having us be able to hold on to something to where we're not going to fail miserably, but we're able to succeed, right? And to those like quick wins, little wins that we can do when. And explicitly making it part of the person, whoever you're working with's job to keep you from drowning, to make sure you have a raft nearby if you need it. Um, Whatever. Okay. Then what about you? I I definitely agree with that. Um, Something I think that, I mean, I'm just thinking of my examples that I've had so far and I've had times where um, the senior leader I've worked with, uh, they said, you know, Here's an opportunity. We we I have a good relationship with my senior leaders, um, and so we have talked um, about where I want to go um, and my career progression, things like that. And so they're trying to find ways to um, to put me in those positions to get me prepared for that next step, right? Okay. And so we've had times where um, they would say, "Hey, there's a good opportunity here. Um, let's put you up in front of the client." And you can talk about this. You're really comfortable about this. So um, let's, you go up and you talk to the client. And something we talked about was um, kind of touching back to like that safety piece was I knew that um, when I go in front of the client during that specific time, I talked with my senior leader about this. And I know that if I do stumble, right, um, he's not going to pull one just like how you would watch um, (laughs) that one guy in your stories and, you know, see how he could dig himself out of that. But I knew that if I did stumble, that my senior leader was there and had my back and it could pull me out of that. Um, and so that's something that I think is really important too. And that um, a lot of times kind of like what Reagan was saying, you know, uh, companies like to throw us out there. And, and a lot of times we do learn from that, right? We, yeah. we fall down, we learn from that, but I think it would be a lot more helpful. We would be more encouraged to, um, to be, you know, uh, fearless and to uh, step into you know, it, speak our words. Yeah. yeah step into those out. roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we know that we have that safety, we know that if we do mess up, you know, it's not going to ruin the they account, gotcha. right? It's, yeah. They have something. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the Absolutely. fact that they're looking for opportunities for you is impressive too. Mm-hmm. Um, huge. It's huge. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'd like to switch on to part three of our conversation. Is that okay with everybody? 
Please. That works for me. Okay. I'm curious. I don't know how we're going to get through this, but I'm curious about <laughs> anti-patterns or things people like me do that just alienate you. And, and I'm looking for things I could maybe learn to not do or things I could maybe make adjustments to and how I interact with people from different generations. I think if there's a level of mutual respect that needs to be had, right? Okay. Um, just because we're from different generations, right? We're still working for the same company. We're still working towards the same overall goal, right? We're all just trying to make a buck and hopefully progress ourselves in the meantime, right? And maybe the company we're working for. I think being able to understand that, yes, we're from different generations doesn't mean we still can't speak candidly or work alongside with, right? Um, Okay. And doesn't mean that, also the generation gap has to be called out all the time. Right. <laughs> I think. Is that, think is that an alienating thing when that's brought up? I, I think we all know it exists, but. Um, don't need to talk about it all the time. I mean, yeah, we don't need to talk about it all the time. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, what I what agree, do you think about that? I say, I agree with you, Reagan. I think. I don't mind personally. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm really glad Reagan's on this as well because um I still feel like I'm, I don't relate with a lot of um, millennials as well. So, um, so I'm really who glad you, Reagan's on the call. Who do you sync well. up more with, with Z or with X? <laughs> Honestly, I don't even. They're yeah, like boomer all the way. <laughs> 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 well, I think the issue with me is a lot of times I'm on, I'm on calls and they'll say some cultural reference and they'll try and find wh- whatever one that will hit with me. And yeah. the issue with me is I'm, I am just, like I'm not cultural aware, like at all. I well, I watch Vietnamese, like I watch Vietnamese shows. I listen to Vietnamese music, so like I don't hit any of those, right? So that's like the issue with okay. me. They'll they'll try different quotes from different eras. I'm just like, uh, none of these are gonna yeah. are gonna work <laughs> yeah, for me. Nothing. So I'm sorry about that. Yeah, but um, but no, I think um, I agree with Reagan. I think the thing is like, mutual respect's huge, and I think also just speaking to us candidly, right? Just again, like we're all we're on the same team. Um, don't have to sugarcoat it for us. Um, really just like, we really appreciate the transparency. I think okay. any side would, right? Like if you want us to be transparent with you, let, us, respectful let you know how we're feeling. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. I think that's the, uh, that's the uh, one thing that I would say um, I would like for everyone to know, right. And be on the same page with. I'm wondering if, have either of you ever been in a situation where you like had an explicit conversation about that, where, you know, one, what is the value that each person can bring to the table that the other one might have a gap that needs to be filled with? And, and also how are you going to respectfully interact? Cause I, I, I know that I have a total blind spot in terms of being able to see things from, you know, if you think about the, this kind of the, I guess the stereotypes of what millennials think about what they care about, what they're concerned about. I can't see any of that stuff. Like it just, yeah. I, I know that that's a big gap for me. And mm-hmm. even though there's, there's often dissonance, I really need somebody around me who can see the world that way. Cause I can't. Um, and to me, like there's a ton of value in that, but I know there have been times I have not expressed <laughs> my appreciation <laughs> for it. Um, have any of you ever been in a situation where you had a conversation about like, this is what each one has to offer the other and how you're going to interact? Yeah. 
I think absolutely. And not only just with, you know, um, leaders or other coworkers who are of a different generation, but also my same generation, right? I think it's still the same conversation, regardless of what generation you come from, right? I think that's just... You're just dropping the wisdom all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, that's just being a, a, a coworker. That's just how that's how you should react. And that's how you should um, interact with the people you work with every day. Right. I think I had a TL who was a different generation than me. And I also had another TL who's the same generation with me. We vastly, our interactions are different, but we had the same conversation about what can I provide that you lack and you know, what's, how can my senior leader helped me get where I'm supposed to go. Right. I think it's, okay. it's the same conversation. Okay. Yeah. I, um, when I do work with a, a new leader or just have a new team member, um, something I like to check up a lot is, um, like a working agreement. Right. And so yeah. this makes it a little more official. Um, it's not as, like mm-hmm. have an open conversation about it. You can have an open conversation, but I like documenting it as well because um, it's easy to just write out and just show you like, Hey, these are things that I like. Um, and these are things that make, you know, that, that can work well with me. Right. And so um, not only that, it's, it's a two way street. Right. So I want to know also um, on your side, like what, what works with you and what doesn't work with you. And let's, let's figure out how us two can work well together. Um, and so, yeah, I think a working agreement is something that's like super important, but the fact that Dave, you reached out, and you even said, like, I have issues with this and I want to learn better. I think that already makes it better, right? Just knowing, because it's, it's, it's like a little uncomfortable, right? To say, hey, Dave, I'm not to work with you, but can we talk about this? <laughs> Could you be listening? Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's the no, awareness. But, um, it's the awareness. Yeah. Self-awareness. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that I appreciate that. Um, I don't know about you, Reagan, but like just you saying that, Dave, just like already puts like, like in my heart, I'm like, okay, he, he really does want to learn. And I think we're constantly always learning, like even myself, just um, around the world, things are changing and I'm constantly trying to read articles and just learn about different perspectives, things like that. So um, if I'm still learning, like I can still teach you something and vice okay. versa. So um, yeah, just the fact that you're open to it and like letting me know you're open to it, like that gives me green light and makes me already more comfortable to to tell you like, Hey Dave, that's a little weird or no Dave, that doesn't make sense. Things like that. You creepy, know? creepy and weird. <laughs> don't do that anymore. Okay. Thank you. All right. So that, that's yeah. cool. Um, what I'm going to, I want to stick with the generation thing and then I'm going to let it go in a couple minutes, but even though it's, I feel like it's awkward to do this now. <laughs> what, what are things that somebody from gen X can offer to a, a millennial or a Z? Like I, cause like, you know, I've expressed, I know I have blind spots and, the, and there's things that I don't understand and there's things that I don't see. And I need help with that. But, um, I feel like my generation is like a just bunch of cranky old people up on a porch telling people to get off their lawn half the time. Um, so what do we, what do we have to offer that's helpful or valuable? I think experience, but experience in the way that we want to learn from it, right? Um, Not necessarily like a bragging, I've been doing this for 30 something years, more of a offering, you know, tricks of the trade, how you've learned to get where you've gotten, right? I would hope that 
people who want to have a good relationship with someone of a younger generation, you know, you would want to help help me in however way I can. If you're asking to give advice, you know, it's the advice of that we're just trying to learn and we want to learn and get to where you are someday or to be successful mm-hmm. one day and whatever it is that we're doing. It's, you know, I think we can really value the experience that you have, but in a, you know, constructive way. Okay. Rather than like a telling way. Well, least. yeah. So, so I'm just trying to make notes here. So not establishing like superiority or dominance, which a lot of people do, mm-hmm. um, but more about sharing lessons and experiences that might be valuable to the other person. Absolutely. Absolutely. But maybe not in a condescending, you know, like, listen, child, let me explain to you how the universe works. Not of. that we don't enjoy a good <laughs> joke now and then, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Leanne, what about you? Yeah, I don't think I have too much to add to that. I agree with what Reagan said. I, I definitely, I respect, you know, all the senior leaders I've worked with and just, you know, older generations than I. Um, I think that the best way to learn is through experience, but also just sharing those experiences, like really important too. So if you've gotten burned um, a couple of times by doing it this way, um, you don't have to make me get burned for me to learn that, right? Sometimes you can just say like, yeah. hey, maybe not take this route. I've yeah. done that. Um, and this may be better. You, know, you could try it this way. Learning through hearing other people's experiences, I think it's super yeah. important. The, the, the idea of stories has come up a bunch. I get that that's kind of a thing that you're interested in experiences and stories. Yes. Yes, definitely. And I think it's just so crazy when I talk to someone and like the amount of like stories and experiences they do have, it's just mind-blowing to me and i just keep i want to like i want to learn more and i'm just like is this even all true like how did how are you able to do all of this already yeah. and i'm i feel like i'm already i want to retire already but i haven't done anything i haven't done half things that all these people have done so um yeah it's very inspiring right. sharing stories is also building relationships right yeah you can share true. stories between the two you're building your relationship all right. As coworkers. I appreciate you both doing this. I mean, I'm, I'm really grateful. Hopefully it wasn't too weird or awkward. Um, Leanne, if people want to get in touch with you with follow-up questions, what's the best way for them to do that? Best way follow-up questions. Um, yeah, I think uh, an email to myself or Reagan, I think would be great. And we have like our um, COP as well as our um, staff associates, they're you know, really excited to hear about this as well. And they want to see if there's also follow-ups on, on our end. Um, so yeah, cool. I think just a, an email, we can, we can get connected and, and we'll see where it goes from there. All right. Yeah. I'll be curious for feedback from your COP to hear what they have to, to say. They're, ex- they're excited about this, Dave. <laughs> they were so Definitely. excited that we were going to do a podcast. Well, I'm I think some people were a little too. jealous too. <laughs> I think people were a little jealous too. Um, <laughs> well, what about you, Reagan? What if people want to get in touch with you? Yeah, if people want to get in touch, I think emailing Reagan.jenkins, Leanne.win at leadingagile.com. Be happy to get in touch and follow up. I think it would Would be really funny if one of you had been like, ah, hit me up on my MySpace page. My handle. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you my my Ben. Check out my GeoCities page, you know. Exactly. Instagram (laughs) at that's so Reagan. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you both very much. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Yeah, Dave, it was fun.